Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and we are just a couple of weeks away from the Mitre 10 Cup kicking off yet again. Uh, and... Uh, so we thought we would try and we get try and get around all of the head coaches, if we can, or all the coaches at least, of the Mighty Ten Cup provinces and have a chat and see how they are all tracking coming into this season. Obviously, it's um, been unprecedented and all of that kind of stuff, but uh, it'll be back to the traditional rivalries in the, uh, uh, the Mighty Ten Cup. And we are starting in the Deep South with um, Southland head coach uh, Dale McLeod. How are you doing, sir? Good, thanks, mate. The, um, so... Uh, look, obviously, we had the lockdown, and we talked to you before about trying to keep in touch with all of all, all of the players and stuff. Uh, but you, you you managed to complete a club competition. Uh, how did the? Um, we, I see that some uh, that Wood uh, Woodlands um, won that one. Uh, how did you uh, enjoy uh, the boys getting out for that? Did was was it a good club good good club club competition this year? Yeah, the club comp was uh, it was good. It was short. It was compressed. Um, I suppose the challenges was trying to fit a full um, couple of rounds and uh, a final into um, eight weeks, which was very challenging. Um, and the boys actually went through two storm weeks. So they basically round three, four and five, and then they had round six off, and they went through the storm again. So it's tough enough to do it once in Mitre 10, but they did it twice on the club. And it wasn't ideal because we had a lot of injuries or the, the clubs had a lot of injuries. If you looked at our um, wider training group, they'd been conditioned probably better than some of the boys going into the club comp. So it gave us um, a good chance to look at boys that could go through the grind of tough games week in, week out. And and to be fair, it probably uh, hindered the final. Um, the result was a bit of a blowout for Woodlands, who who had were well off as far as injuries went. I think they picked it from a full squad. Whereas um, leading into the last couple of weeks of the comp, some of the key teams that could have challenged them um, lost four or five players in key positions and had a massive impact on it. But as far as a Stags perspective, we got a real tough competition in a short period and it's probably set the boys up better than heading into a mighty 10 of a, of a slow, long competition. So, um, you know, as I've, I've always stated, we're going to have to... Um, 
we're preparing a group of boys on 10 weeks of Southland club footy to play against a group of teams that have had 10 weeks of Super Aotearoa. So, yeah, it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Um, and uh, you say that you've picked most of your squad from uh, the, um, the Galbraith Shield competition or the Premiership uh, competition down there. But I see you've also given the opportunity to a couple of boys from um, Division 1 as well. You've been happy to go down to uh, Tianu, um and uh, for um, Kane Prentice. Uh, and there was another player I noticed that was from um, uh, from, from Division 1. Yeah, you're happy to give... You're not forcing players to be to have to move up to that premiership. Oh, well, look, there's, um, I was really impressed. I went along and watched the, um, the Division 1 final, which was uh, Midlands versus Tianao. And I was really impressed with the with the rugby I, I witnessed that night, and um, and as part of the reward, you know, there's always boys putting their hands up um, for opportunities, and and we want to have a genuine pathway. So we've got seven boys that were involved in the um, Division One comp, and we had a trial last night. Kane Prentice is um, he he wasn't able to play because he's actually got a concussion and a neck issue, so that ruled him out. But Isaac Wyrell come in; he's been with us for our. Our, our trial last night in our game in the um, against the Pacific Island team, and then we had three boys from the Midlands group that come in, and look, they've really impressed us with their attitudes and their and their work, and they just they just need to get on our development pathway and little simple things like getting in the gym, putting on some size. But as far as the what they showed and their ability, they were we we're really happy with what we saw. So that's real positive and it's really good for our community and really good that we're that we are a whole province and not just a town province that we are the country teams and a lot of country teams play in that division one and the the success we're looking for and to grow is that we'll have a an eight to ten week comp that'll have three or four good country sides in it your wintons your windhams your tianels um your midland you know so they're they're all uh Pretty important. Edendale's going forward for our for our depth and our, and our B team. So yeah, it's pretty positive. That's great. And I, I also I, we've we've been covering a lot of the grassroots or, or club rugby. We try to get to as many games as we can. And one of the things that we've that, that Stephen and myself have been saying is that it's good to see people. For us, club rugby is about players playing with their mates, playing the community, and staying with their club for a long time. Uh, trying to uh, having to have players have to move. Um, or, or, or always moving to go. Oh, I want to try and get to uh, um, to another team to try and get recognised. It's good to see the recognition can happen. People can stay in their club. I think it's a great move um, from that as well as it brings, as I say, brings that community aspect to it. Um, so you had a yeah. Uh, you, you say you had a trial match last night. Did you play town versus country then, or how did you how did you do? No. So what we did was we um, picked two even even groups from our water training group and. Um, the, the score was 38-35 um, was the final score. So it was a very, uh, very physical and skillful trial. We were really pleased with what we saw. Um, and we didn't play any of our super boys or boys that are just arriving. It's just been our wider training group playing for the last five or six contracts. And, um, yeah, it was good. So uh, whereas the week before we played a trial and we're all together um, against the Pacific Island team. And then this week it was about splitting them and, and we're taking 40 boys away to camp. And the idea of that is that a bit of recognition for the um, boys involved in our program that may not be with us um, when we name our squad on Monday, um, but they'll be part of what we're doing going forward. And then there's some boys that are coming away to camp, it's, it, which is totally around development. Give them a taste, see what it looks like. 
and they'll be involved with our 19s and our Bs that are going to be playing a, a three to four game program. So it's all about um, getting our pathway and, and, and showing there is a true pathway through um, South and rugby. And also, yeah, having that extended um, camp of injuries will happen during the season. There is opportunities for those players to come in. So uh, getting them to know how your line-out calls or those sort of things work is also, um, is also a big thing. I was scanning through your wider training group um, and uh, spotted the uh, um, McKenzie in the first five eights, but I then had to quickly check myself because it's Matt McKenzie, not Marty McKenzie. So, um, yeah, missing a player that um, he was playing for Woodlands, um, but say Marty McKenzie not uh, not in your squad this year. He's doing a bit of farming. Yeah, look, Marty. Um, Marty's had ten plus years of being a professional rugby player, and he probably got to the end of um, two nineteen, and with all the COVID and that. And he'd gone to um, he'd gone to Wales to Ospreys. He came back from there. He had an injury. It didn't go as according to plan for him over there. So he's come, he came home and he it was really probably lacked his passion. His passion had gone from the game. And me and him had had a discussion right through, and um, it was more or less like, mate, me and you'll keep chatting. We'll see where you get to. He said, look, I'll, I'll play club rugby because I want to put something back into my club, which is outstanding. And Marty's gone on to the family farm and he's really enjoying that space. And I, I left it in his, the ball in his court. If he wanted to play, he would have come and asked me. And when I when he didn't, I knew that in his own world, he was, I, I, we'd talk, don't get me wrong. Yeah. He, he'd talk to me about how he's loving being on the farm Loving doing that, loving just going to training on a Tuesday and Thursday night, uh, not having to do stuff and, and enjoying life. So, look, he's, he's not retired. He's just, he's just needs to find his space, and, and um, I think it's great for him. Um, it's, a, it's always challenging as a young man when you come into the end of your career and you have a couple of hiccups with injuries and motivation and, you know, where am I? And I think COVID is made a lot of young men realise, Jesus, there's more to life than rugby. There's more to, you know, there's, but, you know, you've got to, you've got to live in the moment. And if you, you can't give a hundy and Marty just said he couldn't give a hundy. Well, I, I totally respect that. Yeah, look, he's 28. He's got time to come back uh, once he's rested and, and, and had a sabbatical. And we see players like, uh, well, the All Blacks taking sabbaticals. I mean, Brady Retallick um, sat down in his farm and, uh, or, or his lifestyle block and said, uh, yeah, I'm not playing as well. So, yeah, hopefully he'll come back um, if he, if and when he's ready uh, to do so. But, um, the so he's, yeah, so he's not going to be around. Also, I think the other good thing I read about him was that he said that when he was playing for Woodlands, again, he wasn't going to say, I have to play 10. He was saying, right, there's other players um, such as Matt McKenzie who who want to make the minor 10 Cups. So I'll play in any position around them. And I think he's, yeah, he's been a real, by the sounds of things, uh, also not being down there, it sounds like he's been a real, a real club guy for, for them, which is, um, so having that mentorship role or someone experienced like that for the rest of the other players, they'll be good as well. Um, yeah. So, uh, so who have um, the so which uh, sort of up and coming players do you think uh, people should keep an eye out for? Do you think the little surprise that they have that people won't have seen at minor ten cup level before um, in there? Look, we're we, we're very lucky that we've actually got a quite an experienced group this year. And what I mean by that is a lot of our boys that have uh, been one and two years or one year. We, there won't be too many um, boys coming into our program that haven't been attached with Mitre 10 before, which is which is a real positive for us. We've created some depth. Um, and so the boys that are into their second and third years, we've made some big shifts in the off-season around leadership, 
accountability and COVID help with that. So I'm really happy where they're at at the moment. As far as boys coming through, I think we're going to surprise a few teams and it'll be some boys that aren't household names, but they've been doing the stags for one or two years and, and usually the scoreboard dictates how how much people look at some a group. And I found that with Northland. We had two tough years in the third year. We had a really successful year and Jesus, everyone wanted to know who that was and who this was. So we're sort of in that boat now um, and there's some real similarities between that and we're, we're building something really good and we've got some really good um, cattle who have come in who've all played super rugby or been part of super rugby. So that, that's going to be great for us. And yeah, we've had a really good couple of weeks. So look, there's, you know, most boys in our group, you know, like you're going to see like, so for example, even our boys at super, like your Ethan DeGroots, your Joe Walsh's, they've got a taste of super rugby this year and they're going really good for us. We've got, we've got boys right through our team that all that were, that are looking good. Now there's some young lads that we haven't named yet. Um, but look, you know, I probably won't single out names, but look, I'm pretty excited by the group we've got. That's good. Um, also, obviously, the, the Mighty Cup this year is, is happening about a month later um, than normal, so the final will be at the end of November rather than sort of late October. Do you think conditions will will, will change how uh, how we'll see the game played, or, or are you expecting to be pretty pretty similar to to, to what we normally see from Mighty Cup, or, or will it be more running rugby? Oh, I think it'll be. Oh, mate, we're loving it down here at the moment in Chicago. It's just about turning into summer and. Boys are loving getting out in the sun, doing their training. And so <laughs> the boys that are arriving, um, they're going to be coming into what is a really good good part of the year, coming out of winter. Um, and the days are getting longer. So it's pretty, it's real positive for us. We're usually, you know, training in the dark and and, and that sort of stuff. So it's going to be really good. And, and I think teams will play with the intent. I think it's a real positive. I think this is where my team should sit all the time. Um the boys for super, they get Christmas off and they start after Christmas. So when the All Blacks go away, um, they come back at the end of November. Then all the super boys assemble in, in, um, in middle of Jan or whatever it might look like. But it keeps a real uh, clear window for super rugby, club rugby, and then might attend. So I just think it's, honestly, if they keep it at this, it'll be great. Because we usually get to the end of November, sorry, end of October, and we got sort of an eight-week window where the boys have got to have two weeks off and then get back into their programs and they have Christmas off. By finishing it in November, they'll get a couple of weeks off and they'll get their stuff, but they'll go through Christmas and that. And when they come back, now we're back on, right back at the end of January. So oh, I think it's how it should be going ahead, yep. going forward. And, and also, yeah, with the, the better weather, should hopefully get better crowds out as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I can only see a positive thing having it in this in this window, um, as you say, and also then it leaves a bit more space for either a proper pre-season um, or for your club competitions to run a bit longer um, as, as well. If you want to have um, something there, so yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great window um, that, that's in there. So obviously, a tough. You say you've had a couple of tough seasons and bad results. What does success look like for um, the Stags this year? Uh, if you how, what, what, what's your kind of your, your target? Well, if I'm being real honest, um, you know, if we don't make the semis, it hasn't been a successful year. Right. You know, like there's no point us there's no point us fronting up to a competition. We're happy to win two games, and I think that's probably the mindset that needs to change. And and the group have discussed this, so all our actions have to replicate that. So if we if we we feel we're genuine, well then our actions and what we see has to match that. And 
we've made some good shifts around that space, but there's no point lining up in a competition if you're happy to win two games. Um, and whether we're getting ahead of ourselves or not, I don't really care, but that's that's how we're approaching the season. You know, if we don't get that, well, then um, we haven't done something right. So um, we're putting some pretty uh, good things in place and, and we've got good buy-in and this will be the best group we've assembled in, in a long time. Um, as far as balance across our group, as far as depth, and there's going to be genuine opportunities and genuine um, um, fighting for positions. So like, you know, we talked about it yesterday with the group. If a, Ethan the group, the group and a Tony Lamborn and a Manaki Salvi Rickett aren't playing this week, it won't worry me two hoots. We've got enough depth that we can still put a real competitive team out on the pitch that can do a job. So that's something we haven't been able to do in years in the last couple of years. So that's going to create its own issues as well. But it's to me that's all positive. Yeah, that's good issues there. Where you yeah, where you've got uh, you have to disappoint somebody rather than scrabbling around to find a player to put in. The look, seven unfortunately doesn't fit into two though. So we're going to have three disappointed teams in that um, in, in that championship um, clearly. Um, one thing that I'd like to ask head coaches uh, is um, what's one stat that you like to check um, post-match or, or after a game? Because it gives an, gives an idea as to how the different coaches sort of approach or, or see the game slightly. If there's, what, what, what's your one key stat you like to check each, uh, each week? Well, I'm, I'm the defensive coach at the moment, so tackle, tackle accuracy. Um, and it's probably a big change with my down here. So in a club competition where you do they just go out and play their club rugby. Well, we've, uh, we we do we measure action. I don't care how fit you are, or that's not my concern. My concern is that you can uh, you're doing this many ball carries with this average meters, and you're making this many tackles at this percentage. Now, if I'm seeing those actions, then I'm generally getting exactly what I need. So we're massive on our actions now. So our actions have have to um, reflect our ambition. So if they're not aligned, then you know what I mean? Like, and I'm yeah. big on if you don't need to, if the stat's not important, don't measure it. But if it's important, measure it and use it as a how you do things. Yeah, I, I was listening to an interview by Rob Baxter, who's the uh, head coach of Exeter Chiefs over in the UK. He was saying that what we do is um, we they, they have a, a, a table each morning after each game which says how many good actions, like, uh, but their good actions are things like. Um, did you do a good kick chase? Did you get off your feet within two seconds? Oh, sorry, get back on your feet in two seconds. Um, that, all those small things um, that that sort of build up the pressure or the, 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 the put it on, which I think is an, an interesting, another way of looking at it that fans don't look at. And it's not a stat that we see when we look at sort of ESPN or, or whatever. So interesting that, um, you, uh, that, that again, you're talking, yeah, you're talking about the number of carries, hitting rucks, um, getting uh, meters carried is, is all a yeah, rather than necessarily the, the result. One thing that you guys have done that has been fan, um, amazing, and here is I'm going to bring up on screen, and you can't see this, but is your jerseys um, for this year. I like your um, your playing jersey, but um, definitely a hat tip to Paladin on those uh, on the, 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 the training jerseys that you've, you've got done um, there. Folks, get out and, and buy those, because those look absolutely... Uh, obviously, that's... That, along with the Harlequins jersey that the Blues put out about four or five years ago, are my, my two favourite um, jerseys I've seen in, in New Zealand rugby. So, good job there by the, the marketing department down, down there, Southland. Um, 
the and yeah that's um thank you very much for for for, 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 for talking us through how, how your season's been going um good luck with the season and um hopefully we'll catch up with you if you're when you're up uh, playing someone in the upper north island when we can get get get, get a game to say hi and uh, catch up no awesome mate always a pleasure so yeah no thank you for the opportunity Thank you very much. Thank you, folks. Um, please do follow um, New Zealand Sports Radio on our Facebook page. We'll be, as I say, interviewing as many of the head coaches as we can. We'll also be getting out to as many games as we can and bring you post-match um, interviews uh, and reactions. So do uh, like our page and please share um, with your friends. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.